0: I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm willing to work as hard as I can. There is no past in the future. There's just this moment right here. If I did that, if I can get through that, like, come at me. Changing how I saw myself, like, as a man, not just as, as an athlete. It's
1: okay that I struggle. It's
0: okay, that's part of the deal. It's how I respond to it. Well, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Limitless Athlete Podcast. My name is Tom Foxley, founder of Mindsera Rx, and your host. Now, today is, I know we said we weren't doing many more interviews on the um, on the podcast, but this is a little bit different. We today are gonna to be running a case study on Marybeth Protromides, Protromides. I'm not sure how to say her surname. I always forget. Um, but Marybeth is, despite me not being able to remember how to pronounce her surname, one of my favorite human beings um, on Earth, let alone those that we've ever worked with. Aside from being a phenom as an athlete, uh, winning the CrossFit Games four times, the Masters five times, maybe I can't remember off the top of my head, competing from 2012 through to this year where she stood on top of the podium again, um, a first place winner, she is a wonderful human being who's been through her own mindset challenges and overcome a lot of challenges on the way to becoming who she is today. And today's podcast, like I said in the in the show is inadvertently, I suppose it helps us a little bit, of course, but inadvertently comes across as a testimonial. And if if you want to use it as a reason to sign up with us, then that's fantastic. But if you want to use it as a framework and a resource to start training your own mindset and to see the possibilities for yourself, that's what it's intended for. It's intended to provide you with a structure, a system, a framework, an in-depth guide into how we worked on Mary Beth's mindset, taking her from a place where she initially started with, I suppose it was nutrition and body image that she started working with us um, about, like you'll hear about, and how that metamorphosized into a much deeper journey on mindset that tapped into her unlocking her full potential so that she had what it takes or has what had what it took in the final event of this year's CrossFit Games to go and win, to give her all, to have fun in competition, to enjoy it and to take the pressure off herself because she knew she was going to tap into her full potential and be the best athlete possible. Now, if you're watching this on video, you might have seen my puppy's head creep into shot. If you're just listening, you might have heard his uh, collar jingling this is going to be a theme of the podcast you're going to hear revy a little bit in the background making himself be make himself known try and get famous on on the podcast scene um, and you'll also hear mary beth's um, granddaughter as well who she was looking after at the time um this is all just a little bit of background noise i hope it's not too distracting for you i don't think it is really um but the intention here is to provide like i said in a couple of episodes ago an authentic insight into what it takes to be a better athlete and to train your mindset and a bit of background noise is part of that. So without further ado, I bring you the wonderful Mary Beth. So all we need to do is start recording. And um and I should probably feel like I should welcome you to the show officially, Mary Beth. So so welcome. Oh thank you. So um the best place to start with this, I think, is like I know you I would say so well, better than almost all of our athletes, um, but obviously people who are listening won't know you as well as me. So talk to me about the where you were when you first decided to work with us and what your mindset was like then.
1: Okay. (laughs) Of course. Um Well, when I first came to Mindset, it was through the two weeks free for the nutrition, nutritional mindset. Um, And because I was um, injured, super injured, dislocated my shoulder at the 2019 games, and then um, I talked to Mike, the head guy at Brute, Matt Bruce, and he said, Mary Beth, you really need to dive into mindset. I mean, it's going to be a long recovery. And I know you and you need something to work on. And this would probably benefit you the most. And so I, I checked out different programs and I, you know, I always had a. It resonated your posts on Instagram that you posted three years ago or and before they all very much resonated with me. Um, and then, but in within the nutrition, the it was two weeks free. I was like, Oh my god, <laughs> a mess! A mess. No wonder. I mean, just emotionally. I, it felt like I was a sh- little ship out in the sea, just mm. all over the place. My rudder was broken, so to speak, and, um, or I didn't know I had one. How about that? I just didn't yeah, know I had a one. way to, yeah. to guide myself. And, and no wonder, no wonder so many things, my life always felt like this. And I'm not saying that my life doesn't feel like this at times, but. But before, if I go on a down, then I, I thought for sure I'm never going to come back up. You know, just ride the wave, Mary Beth. Um, my mom once told me. And I, but now that really makes sense to me, if I could just ride the wave. And I, I believe that mindset Rx has helped me learn how to ride the wave because we, we started talking about that our thoughts aren't necessarily who we are and because i used to think that any thought i had was a personal condemnation at me so in the old days i would have just called that a critical spirit but now i know it as as through mindset rx is the bound nature and that i deal with one particularly a lot and mm. And it's there, it's there a lot. So, but at least I can identify it now. So, yeah. before I was just thrown about, thrown about by it.
0: Mm. We'll definitely get into discussing, um, discussing bound nature and what that is at some point and how you've used that to, to create change. Um, and then I think the best place to start off is like, what, or to, to delve further into, it's like, what problems are you facing in terms of your mindset at the time? Because I, like, I think this will, mm unintentionally come off as a bit of a um, a testimonial type thing for us but the the whole proce- the whole okay. point of this podcast with you is to chat about like how to create change people to give people a framework to right. to create change um and to do that i think it's really useful for people to hear like oh this is where you were this is what you're struggling with at the time and what life was like that so some people might go oh that is actually
1: how i feel okay so when i first contacted you Tom, I was struggling with um, my weight, how much I weighed. Because mm-hmm. I really thought back then that how much I weighed was a reflection of who I am, mm. really. And, and I still battle with that. I'm not going to lie. Um, I just think if I'm the 60-year-old in the world – I, I should have control of this nutrition piece by now, but I all that word should I always have that. So anyway, I'm working on, oh well anyways, through these three years, I remember coach Jace he I wrote some really mean things in my journaling <laughs> at me that I, about this yeah, poor poor self-image, poor body image, I think they call it and um. He just wrote back and he says, "Mary Beth, what I see here is that you don't have a lot of love for yourself when you're uh, overweight a little. And my range of overweight is is between. It's ridiculous when I say it out loud. It's between seven pound three and seven pounds. Okay, <laughs> but still, it makes me feel like I'm walking around like." like I'm obese, I'm supposed to, mm. I'm supposed to be super fit, you know? And, um, so how does that apply? How have I changed? Dude, I got in a bathing suit in front of everybody at the games this year. And I did the ski erg. That was so, that was so hard. Just so- okay. And so there's a really go. good
0: point. Like, how would that have felt before mindset training, and how, like, I'm sure, it's still uncomfortable, and you didn't want to do it. But like, how'd that feel after? Like, if you could take your original mindset and put it in that event, like, what would have happened?
1: Oh my god, I would have probably uh figured out a way to just wear my long leggings, probably. Mm-hmm. And that would probably have made it more comfortable that way, but it would have drugged me down. But um, yeah, and I would I, I'm really good at making myself do things, but that is not one of them. My children would all attest to this that I mm-hmm. wouldn't. I'd take them swimming, and I would sit on the side. I missed out on so much fun with my kids mm. because of a stupid bathing suit, but post all this work and mindset, I got up in front of a ton of people in my bathing suit, and I held my head high and maybe I didn't place great in that workout. It didn't even matter, just the fact that I walked out there and and i was I was able not to just be dying inside. Yeah.
0: That's a huge one. That's a huge one. So originally then, like you, you found all this kind of, I suppose, body image sort of stuff. That's where this, this journey started and what problems like, or what other things arose on the way? Like what other mindset challenges did you find along the way?
1: Um, Okay, I wrote Dave Castro once in the early years of my CrossFit career, and I said, "I see the individuals are all swimming a lot at the games, and I just need to know—is that going to be at the games for my age group?" And mm-hmm. he just wrote back, uh, Merida, you never know."
0: Hmm.
1: And so, the unknown that's when- and
0: the unknowable—perfect. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I had to start swimming then. And mm-hmm. that in itself, my mom said I was a little fish when I was little, but this, mm-hmm. I don't feel like a little fish. I'm, I'm more um, prepared now when I have to swim. Okay. Um, I'm not as scared. The thing is, the voice in my head, the bully, the, their, the very bully voice is... I mean, going out to go for a swim, I don't know which games it was, 2014, maybe. And um, all I can hear is, uh, you're going to drown. You're going to drown. <laughs> Why are you doing this? You're going to drown. And I had to just physically say out loud to myself, you know what? You voice of fear, just you need to be quiet right now. I need you. I need you so I don't drown. But we'll talk about this after. And Mm. then then I went swimming. And the fact of the matter is um, this is one of your guys' strategies is um, not just pushing it away, acknowledging it and then applying what you do know to get through whatever you're going through. Now that's the trick, right?
0: There we yeah. go. Yeah, you've explained that perfectly. So the purpose of that is to create some like separation between your thoughts and emotions and who you are, the observer, the experiencer, because then you have the um, potential to, like we spoke about just before we started recording, find that space between yeah. stimulus and response and then choose your action. Obviously, it's not not always the easiest, but so often when we start or before we start our mindset journey, it's like stimulus response. There's no gap. There's, like I'm sure you remember what that was like. There's like there's no gap at all between like what happens and then your reactions. Um, so that our mindset ends up disrupting us, getting in the way. Um, this is probably a great chance to talk about two things one of them observe your inner athletes and like the exercise there which is a journaling tool that we use to kind of extrapolate what's going on in the mind and then bound nature and free nature so let's start with like because this is where we start with everyone that we work with observe your inner athletes so how did you find those yeah go for it go for it so yeah how did you how did you find those um, first few Observe Your Inner Athletes? What was that process like? What did you uncover uh, in those? Do you, like, I know it was three years ago, but like what kind of themes did you notice coming up in your um, journaling exercises to begin with?
1: It's just so, so much chaos mm-hmm. on paper. I mean, that's usually the reason why I would never journal before was because um uh, it didn't seem to do anything. It just seemed, why am I even talking about all this stuff out, out loud on paper? Um, and um, where is the benefit? But then through the, the technique of how you guys have us journal, you know, mm. you know, you write it all out, look back, see the themes, and then um, just take note. And and then just the fact that we do AMRAP, You know, amwax it as many wins as possible was really good. But what I want to say is, it was chaotic, and I started to see that these different themes would come up, and it was usually that that voice that spoke like a bully. And was very condescending to me, and I was, and and I just, I didn't, I didn't understand that at all. Why I was like that at all? Sometimes, I mean, at least, I mean, three years. I think we've, I've been with you three years, Tom, and you and Rachel, and at least now I can identify it and more aware of it. But sometimes, still, it slips by and. And then everything is just terrible mm. here. Yeah. I don't know if I answered anything. All I know is that in my journaling, observing my inner athlete, le- I like the fact that when I write, it doesn't have to be perfect and I can just write, but that when i reread these things i can start to see some distance from my thoughts that are on paper and be able to figure out the next steps into nice. freedom
0: perfect yeah so like that that's such an important stage to reach because you have all these kind of these stories, these narratives that just get wrapped up into your, what you think is you right at the beginning. And it feels really chaotic. So and you get it out on paper? And it's like, man, like what is happening there? Like that's, that's uncomfortable. And what we learn is that, uh, that was the, that was the story that was there. Um, and that was what was dominating my thoughts and emotions and physical sensations and ultimately behaviors. So, um, so like, and- for
1: example, one of those stories, this was early on that you helped me uncover. It was um, when I was six. Come on, I'm 61. Give me a break. Living under a story since you're six is just crazy. Um, nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. Guess I, guess, I guess I'll go eat some worms. That's what it was. That was the story. So Of course, I never felt like I belonged anywhere. You know, and um, that's the lens I was looking through. And I saw that pop up,
0: yeah. pop up
1: just last month again. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not six. I'm not six anymore. Lots of people like me. In fact, I like me now, whereas before, I don't like me.
0: <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Like, And that's the change. I think people get the mindset training wrong when they think oh it's just I'm going to be able to completely change who I am and everything's going to disappear and I'll be completely fixed it's like no like the the mindset (laughs) is there but the the volume gets turned down so we don't have to just listen to that it's like oh I see the old pattern and I've stopped kind of feeding it so it stops Mm -hmm. becoming the only thing that I I kind of hear and think of so that becomes ultimately what you referred to earlier about nature and just as a, a quick kind of note for the listeners we've got two states to be in. You've got free nature, which is our optimum state, which is where we are free, like where we're open, where we're confident, when we've got thoughts like I've got this, or you've got this, like you can do this, when our emotions like confident, self-assured, when we feel capable, driven, um, when our behaviors will line up with what we want to do. And um, yeah, physical sensations, you feel like you've got energy, but not too anxious. And then bound nature is the opposite of that, where you're non-serving, when you are fearful, fearful, stressed anxious when thoughts like i can't do this i'm not good enough or whatever that is so that applies through bound nature and free nature what was your process of experiencing bound nature like like what was it like to begin with and how did that like first awareness feel for you
1: overwhelming Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because it it seemed so constant i What do they call it typically is negative self-talk all the time. Constant chatter in my head. That constant chatter of that particular the bully-bound nature is really linked to um, not being perfect. And always on me because, I mean, come on. I can go way back to when I first started CrossFit. I remember when I got my first muscle up and um, I got down. I was really excited. And one of my coaches said, now you got to get two. And it was just like, never, ever got to really feel that win, you know. But that's how all my gymnastics training had gone when I was a kid and that's always when any sport I played and my dad watched, it was always, okay, you did good, but let's work on this now. You know, it just, it's just never enough. Mary Beth was never enough. And sometimes um, I'm not still enough in caretaking, but that's the side point.
0: Yeah. So this, this like, it's so, I think like the important thing to to point out there is that initial phase of finding the bound nature in all honesty is very uncomfortable because you see it really clearly and it can be overwhelming and it can be upsetting, but then like you, you start to change, right? What's that, that change that you start to experience like?
1: Oh, um, I remember this is when we had the people, people posted their work Mm-hmm. And I could see some other people how they organized it because I just it just everything always just seemed so crazy when I was writing it down and and then I saw how this one lady hadn't made lines and made this. I don't know, it just looked like a really mm-hmm. cool chart. And I thought I wonder if I could do that. And so I I would write down bound nature and then what it sounds like and um just right there, just those two things was huge. Just being able to identify it, say, oh, that's, that's, that's the bully. And this is what it's saying. And then is it, uh, sometimes I would say, is it true? But just getting that far, I know that sounds Mm -hmm. so elementary, but just getting that far was huge. And Mm -hmm. even now it's huge in my life when I can just go, hey, that's that. Mm -hmm. And And then it just makes a difference. And hold on a second. Let me think. I don't know what day that was, but I I wrote it down and then Coach Rachel commented, wow, Mary Beth, this is good. Like, it was the first time I felt like like I was starting to get a a grasp of what we were trying to do. You know, before it just felt like all oh, my mess was here on this page and then here we go. This is identifying us, this. this is what it's saying, this is how it acts, this is um how you can confirm it. I think those were the four things I did. And I I think that's just been very helpful that strategy um and the crazy thing is that sometimes the strategy is just to notice that it's there and you really don't do anything about it it's a weird Mm -hmm. thing (laughs) let's think of
0: no, you're like, I'm going to jump in there because you're doing so well. And like what, what you're explaining there is how you're kind of initially when you start journaling and you start what we call the testing phase, it's so messy and the, all the thoughts are there and you're just like, am I really this screwed up? Like, is this really what my brain is like? And you're like, oh, I I don't know whether I like that because all the past comes up all the fears about the future, your current concerns, like, because you we haven't really taken the time to put them into like, to organize our thoughts, but then we start to view our bound nature through the lens of bound nature. And we're like, oh, this whole part of it, this whole confusing mess that was adding so much mystery to my life. That is actually just this story that I believed that wasn't true. And then when you see it come up, you're like, oh, it's just a story. Like, I don't need to pay any attention to that because this is just a story that I, I know is untrue and I don't believe anymore. And I'm like, it might be compelling sometimes and I might feel like, oh, this is quite scary and I might default into it, but we learn to, to create that gap right between stimulus and response.
1: Yeah. You said that. Well, I totally feel that in inside. Totally. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. <laughs> and then I think what's cool about that as well is like, we've gone from this place where we've, we're not really focusing on performance, but that does ultimately translate to training, right? And it does ultimately translate to performance, and ultimately, in your case, to winning the games yet again. Um, so, one like I think there's one story, and I can't remember the exact details of it, but like talk to me about some choices that you had when you're at the games this year, and like those moments where your mindset really shone through.
1: Oh my goodness. You know, we all tend to think about the negative rather than the positive, but mm-hmm. <laughs> there were some really good things that happened. The final workout, um, <laughs> it was an echo bike, and then these really fun burpees, whoever says that really fun burpees. They were, they were it was 30 inches tall and you had to jump over it. And yeah, you got to use your hands though. So it was really fun burpees and there's only 15 of them, I think. And then sandbag clean and um, there's only 50 pounds. And I've been working with my hundred pound bag, but anyway, um, the nerves uh, the, that chatter, Chatter in your head while you're warming up, and and you're trying to hold it together, and and you could think about all a million things that could go wrong, and it was like so cool, so cool, Tom. We had a session, you and I, and it was a session when um, <laughs> I still didn't know what I was doing if I was going to go to the games or not, <laughs> and. And we're trying to weigh the factors and what are the goals this year? And we're just talking. And then you started talking about the fact that when you go to the games, you're going to have to be committed, Mary Beth. I mean, you have to be committed because when you're not committed, that's when injuries can happen. But that's not what was so cool about that talk. You just start talking like you start saying, I am statements such great. I am powerful. I am strong. I am. I am, um, anyways, those kind of statements, and that's what came into my mind was instead of all this unnecessary worry and chatter, put it, I didn't need to pay attention to that, mm-hmm. and then it was so cool. I came up with a with wor- those words um, for the echo bike. I can't remember how many calories it was, but I knew. I mean, just not great at the echo bar, bike, I knew I'd get off midfield, you know, I, I would be behind, but, um, so on there I was, I told myself I am determined. I am determined. No matter all these people getting off their bikes way ahead of me, you know, I'm determined, I'm determined. And then um, when I got to the burpees, I'm speedy, I'm speedy. And that's what I said. And I'll tell you, jumping off the bike and hitting the floor I did not feel speedy, but it didn't even matter because I had that in my mind. I'm speedy. And so I, I covered up, I, I made up a lot of ground there. And then the sandbag, I am strong. And I did, I only missed one rep. And even if I hadn't missed that rep, I still would have took second in that workout. But um, the whole time I am strong. It was, it was very light and it moved pretty quickly for me. But um, that's what I in warm up did instead of the, the, the overwhelming desire to be very worried and nervous and all that kind of chatter. I just started repeating these three things. Mm. I am, I am, I am determined. I am speedy. And I am strong. And when one would come up It wasn't like I was pushing those scary thoughts away. It was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We always deal with this. Stop it. Let's go. You know, I just, it was, no, I'm going to focus here. And I was saying it out loud and my coach goes, what are you doing? And I said, these things seem very important to me right now. He goes, that's okay, Meredith. Good. Good. I like it, but say it in your head. So I did, you know, no big deal. It was fine. I said it in my head. I don't, I, it, maybe I looked a little crazy. Maybe that's why, but. Um,
0: it doesn't matter anyway, when you're standing was- on the podium though, does it? What? When, it doesn't matter when you're standing on the podium though, when you're, when you're standing on the top of the CrossFit Games podium and you're like, yeah, I, I won. Like yeah. that's, yeah, you can be all, all the crazy you want.
1: Yeah. I, um. It, all I know is. This is not the only place in competition that this is this is effective because when my dad was alive, um, you and I worked through some of this um, about about just what is my what are my words before I even go in the room to take care of him. And it was it was be kind. I got this. Be kind. I got this. And it wasn't always easy to go in there. It's not always caretaking is hard. Mm. It's it's the longest, hardest workout of my life. But it it's it's worth it. So mm. so being able to write down my chaos for my my um observing my inner athlete for real life stuff has been helpful and transferred over to my my, my state of being in workouts but Tom I couldn't really separate the two because they're so close they feel mm-hmm. so close yes. they do um,
0: Awesome. So there's there's one thing that I want to point out here, and I think it's a, a nice place to to wrap up, is that we can go into workouts with all these kind of thoughts. Like if you had like that, I'm speedy, I'm determined, I'm strong. If you had that, and it was you're still overwhelmed by negative chatter, and you hadn't done all that work that you'd done building up to that point to create the separation between you and your thoughts, they wouldn't have been effective. But because you've done that work, because you've created the distance, because you can just see that that was bound to nature and you weren't in free nature, that was your opportunity. And that's why that works so well. So, um, yeah, you've done fantastically. And I know I've said this to you before, but I'm immensely proud of you.
1: Thanks. (laughs) It's huge. You know, you're right, because I can remember back 2000. 13 that was way before mindset rx and um I was doing some of those kind of statements just to be, I got this come on Mary Beth you can do this let's go let's go like that it's just it's different and um it it didn't work I was I, I still was just as nervous this I feel was you're right, ignited. It, it was the pre work I'd already done that fueled those statements through. Mm. I mean, that short, quick, final sprint, Wad. Who couldn't ask for a better workout for Mary Beth? The sprint, you know? Nice. <laughs> it was good, even though it was very hard. Not gonna lie, <laughs> it was hard.
0: Mm-hmm. Of course. But it's a, it's effortless effort. This is the the decision to put that effort in and get to that place isn't so much of, isn't so laborious as it would be without that. And you don't have to force yourself to do that. It's just a a natural decision. I think this is a a really good place to wrap up, not just because it's, um, yeah, it ends with you winning the games, but also because I can hear my puppy whining to go outside. And I'm sure you've got (laughs) other things to go and do. So, um, yeah, thank you so much. And oh, where can people find you on Instagram if they wanted to follow you, Maribeth?
1: Oh, um, CF underscore Mary Beth on Instagram, Mary Beth program minus on Facebook. Um, yeah, I, I welcome anybody who wants to talk about, you know, CrossFit or mindset. Love it. That'd
0: be great. That'd be great. So thank you so much for joining me.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm, I feel very privileged.